This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. make it that deep into the theme I didn't, uh, I didn't realize it was such a dramatic ending there. That's yeah, nice. nice. That's got some power to it. Uh, hi, it's Pat and Stu. We welcome to the show. And uh, I Jeff. give you the blob. Or the thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Trump had the, it's essentially, I mean, nobody's calling it, ever, well, actually everyone's calling it the State of the Union because that's what it was. It's just a state of the union that happened later than normal because he just became president. So Yeah, it's pretty dumb that we don't just call it the state yeah, of the union. Yeah, just call it just the state of the, the union. union. Stop being, oh, it's a this joint <laughs> session of Congress speech. It's a speech by the president to the joint s- session of Congress. Yeah, that's called the state of the union address. Um, so he declared the U.S. ready to lead, uh, but he, he warned about engagement costs last night. Here's a look. We expect our partners, whether in NATO, the Middle East, or in the Pacific, to take a direct and meaningful role Mm -hmm. in both strategic and military operations and pay their fair share of the cost. Have to do that. Have to do that. We will respect historic institutions, but we will respect 
the foreign rights of all nations, and they have to respect our rights as a nation also. I like that. Free nations are the best vehicle for expressing the will of the people, and America respects the right of all nations to chart their own path. My job is not to represent the world. My job is to represent the United States of America. Yes! Yes! I, I, I'm sick and tired of having a president who represents the world, who is a citizen of the world, who, who believes that his job is to go to the rest of the world and apologize for all the wrongs we've committed. I, I don't want that. I, I want what we just heard there. That's, that was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, that part of the speech was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think he hit, you know, again, on a, on a Trump scale. I mean, Trump is never going to be Ronald Reagan as far as no, the, the no. ability to make a speech. To communicate. Um, you know, and look, that's, that's not a knock on him. George Bush was terrible, uh, and, yep. and he did a lot of things that I liked as president. And we were just reminded um, of that this week, so... Yeah, so I, I, it's not, that's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, some people have that innate ability. Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan did it better than probably any president. Uh, I mean, you know, Bill Clinton had some of that as well at times, um, where he was able to communicate He was better than way. anybody since Millard Fillmore, probably. I mean, Fillmore was pretty amazing. Fillmore I was, know. I, I mean, don't know why you put it in that category. Right? <laughs> uh, that just seems like you derailed the conversation to something ridiculous when you start comparing people with military. Yeah, that Fillmore. was unfair. I, I apologize okay. for the Fillmore reference. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, look, I don't think it's ever going to be Trump's strong suit. So, but if you take out policy, suck all of the policy out, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. his, every president has, in, in their speeches, has a, uh, an element of, you know, I don't know feel-good sort of inspirational, hey, guys, we're going to get them uh, stuff in there. And he, Trump, mm-hmm. on that, nailed it. I mean, he, he was great. Yeah, he did. He's not usually good at that. Um, he was very good at it last night. Um, his delivery was good. He, he had the presence there. He, he sort of owned the room, I think, in, in, a, in an appropriate way. The issue uh, for me only would be policy-wise out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's much better than he's, he seemed like the president last night. Well, you know, this whole infrastructure thing and, and the money we're going to spend on it is agonizing. Because, uh, and how are Republicans applauding all that? They hated the stimulus plan. They fought the stimulus plan. And yet, we've got a, a stimulus plan much bigger than what, what they did with Obama. And now it's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a standing ovation thing. I, I don't understand that. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I don't like the... First of all, I don't buy into the crumbling infrastructure. Do we need to fix certain things? Well, of course, every nation does. Every nation does. But our infrastructure is not crumbling. I've seen it. I have looked at it. I've used it. I've driven over it. It's not crumbling. And and there are exceptions to that rule. Of course. So there will be certain roads that are not in good shape. There's going to be some bridges that aren't in good shape. But... The vast majority of them are, f- are fine. They're fine. Our, our airports are fine. They're fine. They're not Taj Mahals. They don't need to be. Actually, some of them are because almost every single airport is under construction right now. Everything is being remodeled right now. From DFW, Salt Lake International, everywhere I go, they're redoing their airport. And it's... it's uh, it's or they've recently done it. Or they've recently done it. Yeah. I mean, look, there are airports that suck. I mean, you, you know, people like to talk about LaGuardia being terrible. Joe Biden talked about it, I think, fairly recently, how bad it was in compared it was. to China. It is. But, but first of all, it's, but it's not that. But, first but of all, that's not the one to point to anyway. Yeah, it's not a great airport, obviously. Uh, number one, 
the point of an airport is to get you on and off the ground. Like, mm-hmm. So that's what it does. It's a, it's a functional building. It's not supposed to be an architectural dream. It's never caved in um, on anybody, so right. it's fine. I don't care. Yeah, and like they've been redoing some of some of the terminals have been redone, and they're very nice. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty bad as far as no, normal airports go. I mean, and we fly a lot. We do a lot of traveling um, for this job and, for, and, and personally. And, you know, you go to most airports, they're pretty, they're fine. They're pretty good. They are. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They, you know what? You know, China builds giant airports to tell the world that communism is neat. Um, and so when you fly into certain airports in China, they are Taj Mahals. And because they can, I mean, they can spend $14 billion on the Beijing airport because what are they going to say about it? Hey, you're spending too much money. Yeah, you're dead. We're going to kill you. Yeah, you're, you're now dead. Okay. You now so don't have life to go to the airport. Don't, don't um, criticize the government. We'll spend whatever, whatever we want. Yep. It, it, that can't happen here. So And the same thing with, like, you go look at the zombie or ghost cities, as they call them, or giant yeah. entire cities that were right. supposed to turn into cities are just giant buildings. Li- hey, there with why are you building these cities? Shut up. And you're dead. A you're not your head. So. so that's what happens. We don't have that policy here, mm-hmm. at least not at the moment. Um, you know, a stimulus plan of him uh, last night, Trump talked about this, and we, you know, I don't. We focused a lot on the positives of the speech for the last few hours on radio, um, and so I mean, the policy stuff is important, um, and we want to make sure that we cover that. The, there were a lot of policies in there, none of which I th- I noticed that were particularly new outside of comprehensive imp- immigration reform. However, that broke before the speech that he was going to do that. Um, amazing, though. I mean, this is this guy ran on the exact opposite platform, so that's a big one. Um, and we did talk about that. Uh, but you talk about the cost of the stimulus plan, $1 trillion. You talk about the cost of the uh, child care, um, maternity care plan, $680 billion. You talk about, God only knows, the in, impossibly high to, uh, est- impossibly hard to estimate how high it would be cost of, of what he called, what he called the protection. He didn't say protectionist. He said, do you remember the word, Pat, uh, by any chance? I don't. It was very close. Uh, it was... Protect, or CT, to, uh, he used a protective policy. Not protectionist, protective. It's the same thing. Mm. Um, He decided to quote Abraham Lincoln. Um, (laughs) That one's a story in and of itself. He uses a quote from Abraham Lincoln in the speech saying, oh, Abraham Lincoln liked tariffs. Why don't you guys like it? Abraham Lincoln's awesome. Abraham Lincoln was awesome. He was not awesome because he liked tariffs, however. Uh, he, and this is a quote from before he was even president, um, where he was talking about uh, whether tariffs are good for the country. Um, the big argument he made is t- trade can't work, free trade between nations, because there's no way to get uh, all the stuff over to the other nations before it rots. Well, he didn't have planes. Uh, so, you know, maybe the, the, the arguments changed a little bit. Um, you know, you're right. Mm. The fruit and vegetables, because it was almost solely talking about agriculture. Uh, there was, he had talked about steel a little bit too, but agriculture largely. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it was a different world back then as far as that goes. To also, in addition to that, when you're looking to fund the country, there was no income tax. Right. There, was a, there was no 16th Amendment that. Yes. Uh, that existed at this time. So there was a different thought process. However, economists have gone back and looked at this and seen it as a gigantic failure. The tariffs were overwhelmingly mm. disastrous for the economy. They did not help the economy. They held us back throughout even that period when we couldn't get our fruits and vegetables over to Europe before they rotted. 
So, I mean, I have an ain't argument. You bring up Lincoln, you know, like, it's like, it's like someone saying, you know what? Ronald Reagan was a great president, and he gave amnesty to millions of illegal immigrants. Well, yeah, that was the crappy part of his presidency. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was great on a lot of things. He was not great on trade. It's like saying, you know, I, I don't need to use a car now because George Washington didn't use cars. Yeah, it, they didn't have them. Though. They didn't have that's, them. That's why yeah. we use them now. It's a little bit different now. Like the income tax, which brings in, um, you know... Uh, dozens of trillions of dollars <laughs> and uh, we that's why one of the reasons we don't need tariffs anymore even if we wanted to have tariffs we really we don't need them for the income we don't we don't need it no we don't uh, so, and I, he's not making a we need to fund the government argument necessarily he's, on that no, he's making he's not. more of a trade argument but i mean the trade argument we've covered many times falls apart as well i mean this is a this is an obvi- this is again was settled science certainly among republicans but really among everybody uh, as of a few years ago and now everyone's on the opposite side of it because no one so thought weird. about it at the time it's so weird. weird to see that that was you know so you talk about that just those three together Plus the military spending, which we wouldn't necessarily oh, yeah. quibble with. You're well over $2 trillion in new spending. Easy. Um, now that, I would say, I could be wrong on this, and correct me if I am, but go back and find a Barack Obama speech in which he pledged $2 trillion of new spending. I mean, you can find the first one with stimulus and Obamacare, which he would discuss. However, those uh, at the time were proposed to be both under $1 trillion. And show me um, a $2 trillion proposal. I'll show you Republicans who are opposed to it mm-hmm. until now. Until now. Until now. So, I mean, that they, is... They well, don't care now. Uh, you know, if you're a big Trump guy <laughs> and you like the speech last night, I think there was a lot uh, to like. Yeah, there As was. The clip we played was a really good clip. There was yeah. a lot to like in the speech. But we, if we don't hold his feet to the fire on the spending stuff, right. it's going to get out of control. He's propo- you, know, you have Paul freaking Ryan standing behind him applauding a trillion-dollar stimulus program. And, and freaking, I believe, is Paul's middle name. It is. I believe it Paul is. Fre- and that's an amazing moment. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, and, but go, go back to Paul Ryan's VP speeches uh, running against Barack Obama. You I think know. he didn't? You think he liked the stimulus then? No. No, no he did not. They're just all on the opposite side of this now because it's their guy. It's incredible. And it's interesting because most people just love the speech. Most, and, and, and it was I, good. I, I liked it, it, too. Yeah, I do, too. But it created a lot of optimism in 70 percent of us. Seven in ten people said, yeah, I'm more optimistic now after seeing that speech. It was really good. And I like. And it. I think he did capture and those themes well. You he know, did. We he go did. back to Reagan for a second as a comparison. And again, it's I think his numbers comparison. are going to go way up after this. I think he'll have, I think he'll have a good boost in the polls. Yeah. The question is, will he then start tweeting about Rosie O'Donnell next week? And right. the answer to that is probably yes. He hasn't stopped doing it the and whole the time. And the answer to that should be no. Should be no. It, uh, it should be the time when but, now he realizes, okay, I, I get it. Let's let's go down this road now. Let's yeah. go down I, the presidential road. I think it lasts a week or two tops. Yeah, at the, at uh, because that's just not it's not him. You know, he was able. I, I think there is a time and place for everything, um, and uh, when it comes to this stuff, an, appro- an approach. Um, and you know, he knew he got the time and place right last night. And you know, tweeting about things can be fine. I mean, it's not to say he should. He definitely should not stop twi- using Twitter. He should not. Um, but he should use it in a different way. I think. Um, however, you know, he's not going to, he's got, he's come right. all this way doing what he wants to do. So he's going to mm-hmm. continue to do it. If he could continue to have uh, Pence and Ryan behind him wearing the same outfit all the time, his ratings would be even better. No, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I did. I will say watching that. I noticed what I noticed was the Barack Obama legacy. Think about this for a second. You have in that, the main shot, which you see at every state of the union, this guy does eight years in office and says how wonderful he is. He leaves. Look at what happened. You have not only the guy who's president of the United States, who was the main guy calling him uh, ineligible to be president. Mm. He's on stage. 
Behind him, Mike Pence, once seen as one of the more conservative cons- uh, congressmen and Trump's VP. And on the other side, the guy who ran as VP against Barack Obama now sits behind him as well. The top three guys in this picture, uh, in, the, uh, in the way that you look at the secession for the presidency, are all had pretty significant roles in opposing the, Barack Obama. Uh, and now he has control of none of it. He doesn't have the House or the Senate either. Uh, we've talked about all the losses at the state legislature level, the governors and everything. I mean, you could say Barack Obama, and, and they put him 12th all time, the historians. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, do you, how can you be 12th all time if you leave that legacy? It's a legacy of failure. And he's about to lose his, uh, hopefully, his biggest accomplishment as far as progressives go with Obamacare. He's about to lose that. I mean, the stimulus money's long been spent, um, so he can't lose that one. Uh, but he can lose Obamacare going forward. And, uh, you know, the president said some good things, some questionable things about Obamacare last night. I mean, there was there's a good argument to be made. What the president offered up last night was Obamacare light. Many of the things we talked about as being problems with Obamacare were things that the president promised to keep. You've got to keep that in perspective. You, could, you know, the, there's a euphoria associated with the speech because it was well received and it was a good speech. But policy-wise, there's, he didn't, that's still the same stuff we've been complaining about since the beginning of Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he shouldn't be all that surprised. People are like, well, I can't believe this. How could he be for comprehensive immigration reform? Did you listen to him in the campaign or before that? He promised those things over and over and over and over again. People just ignored them. And now he's impre- as, as president of the United States, he can go back and say, I told you I was going to do this. And he will be right. Because he did. So, you know, I think you still have to do what you can to try to hold his feet to the fire and keep these things as conservative as they can be. But he naturally feels justified doing these things. He was elected by them, and now he's, look how well this was received. You know, conservatives are looking at this as a 100% approval rating type of speech, and there's a lot in there not to like. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he's getting any pushback, and that's going to teach Donald Trump a lesson. When he reaches across the aisle, when he says, hey, there's a lot of wonderful things here. He's going to get praised by the media. He's going to get praised uh, by even conservatives. You know, you got to watch the policies, too. They are important. A lot of people liked Reagan because he was inspirational. I liked Reagan because of his policies. You know, and, and I, I'm a little concerned that the lesson taught to Trump last night was, hey, if I'm essentially a moderate Democrat uh, on policy, people will really like me. I hope he doesn't learn that lesson. Yeah, definitely. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Nancy Pelosi right now saying the speech was clearly. I mean, not right now, but she's saying it was a bait and switch uh, speech. These Democrats, uh, and then Schumer was saying he's given a lot of speeches that uh, don't reflect reality. So, but that shows you how find well, something bad about right, it. It shows you how well the speech was received. Yeah, because they, they can't, can't even come up with a reason of why it was bad. to say I, right. it was a bad speech because it wasn't. No, they're just going to say, well, he doesn't mean what he said. Yeah. That's they have all. to have some argument, right? I mean, but... Uh, I wish we could have had a, an Obama speech where that would be the worst thing we can say. Well, he's never lived up to that stuff in the past. Why would we assume he does? No, he always... The substance of what he said was so objectionable to us every single time that there was much more to pick apart in the Obama speeches. Obama as well would say things like, we need to reach across the aisle, yeah, we and, need to work he with Republicans. Not. He wouldn't mean it, wouldn't. but he, all that, fl- like, there's two parts of that speech. There's fluff and substance. Yeah. The fluff, absolutely nailed by Trump. And it's the type of stuff that now today they're talking about mm-hmm. um, with, uh, hey, you know, look, uh, I don't know if he means it. We, it's the same thing we would say after a Barack Obama. The fluff would be like, well, 
some of that stuff was good, but he doesn't mean it. And then the next day he would come out and show you he didn't mean it. Um, I think you might see the same thing. Uh, with Trump to with Democrats, Trump. he does mean it. A lot I, of it he, he does. He will reach up because he's always been that guy. He's always been the guy who is closer to Democrat than a Republican. He's always been c- closer to a liberal than a conservative. He's not going to have any problem reaching out to Democrats. He is like-minded with Democrats. That's when things are going to get crappy, for us at least. I, uh, and it's going to be interesting at that point uh, to see how others react to it. Are they, are they still going to praise those policies? Are they still going to love everything Trump does? Can he still do no wrong? Well, we'll see. I, I, maybe, because he's already proposed maybe $2 trillion in spending, and nobody seems to have a problem with it. So. And really, it's hard to keep it under two. I mean, it's, it's probably well probably in more excess than of two. Uh, yeah. um, I, I don't know if you can get to three. I mean, certainly when you talk economic costs, you can get to three. I think I he could get know. to nine. He could get to why nine stop trillion. Here? Why? You know, why not? Why not just go for... Uh, why not go for the biggest spending package ever proposed? But, I mean, again, where's the pushback on this? Uh, there isn't any. I've heard it from us. I've heard it from a few you yeah. know, uh, people on, uh, online that are... But mostly it's non-existent. Mostly it's just, hey, this is great. And look, I hope it is. Yeah, me too. You know? All right. Uh, you can take a positive step towards self-reliance. And, and that's what you want. Because the future, uh, wow, so bright now because um, <laughs> uh, we have President Trump and, and well... Trump. It's Trump. So you know the future's bright. But let's just say something unforeseen happens. Mm. You want to be prepared for that. And you want to be prepared with emergency food for my Patriot Supply. I would say that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. It's easy to prepare. And that's a big deal for me because I, you know, I'm I'm not a big, I wouldn't wouldn't call myself a top-notch chef. You wouldn't wouldn't call yourself that? Per se, no. Uh, This is easy to prepare. It lasts for 25 years. And you can get four weeks of easy to prepare food for just... What, $1,000? Thousand, fifteen hundred, something like that. Well, I'm. There's two ways to go with this: a twelve okay. trillion dollar new program, or mm-hmm. you can get four weeks for just ninety nine bucks. Holy! It's God. up to you to decide. If you, you can have change back tri- from your hundred dollar bill. Uh, well, yeah, huh. I, I would say you probably don't want to pay in cash. It's a it's oh. an online business. I see. Okay, um, but <laughs> so you can either order online at preparewiththeblaze.com, which is a really easy way to go. Preparewiththeblaze.com, or just pick up your phone and dial. 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290. Now, my understanding is Jeffy has uh, said that if you just send him the 100, mm-hmm. we'll take care of it for you. But I would not. I wouldn't uh, go that route either. No, I would not. No. no. Instead, go to preparewiththeblaze.com. He's already left with some of the cash. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Obamacare. Uh, repeal it if you want, Republicans. But oh, a lot but of dead you'll people. Have, you'll have piles, piles of dead people. Piles of dead people in the streets. Mm-hmm. Do you know the number of people? And it's incredible. And I know you don't know it because it's too incredible to even fathom. Okay. The number of people saved by the Affordable Care Health Plan, or more commonly referred to as Obamacare. Jeffy, how many people have been saved by that plan? Just, I, you don't even know, so shut up. You, he has no idea. No. Stu, you don't have any well, idea. I can make a guess. Can I make a guess? Uh, yes. 700 trillion. Gosh, that's close. How come he got to guess? Okay, Jeffy, you want to take a guess? 18. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're closer. Much closer. Much. Uh, considerably much closer. Much closer, but you're still way off. 
but you're way closer than <laughs> Stu, whose number was stupid. There haven't even been that many people in the history of the planet. I don't know why you need to so say it that way. Yeah. Thank you. Damn close, except for way <laughs> far away, because the actual number is zero. <laughs> None. No one has been saved. By the Affordable Care Act. And we should be clear, that's an annual number. It's zero per year. Per year. Uh, so, so if you add up, but that's the thing. Up, we haven't added up all right, the zeros. Zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero equals? It does equal 18. Zero. Oh, no, zero. Yeah, Sorry. it's not. Okay. Uh, this is what the Manhattan Institute... Thank you for the Jeffy math. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, the Manhattan Institute has come out with a report. Best statistical estimate for number of lives saved each year by the Affordable Care Act? <laughs> zero. So Affordable Care Act has led to substantial increases in Medicaid enrollment, but shows no effect in the aggregate on prom- uh, private insurance. A lower share of non-elderly Americans had private insurance in 2015 than the start of the recession in 2007-2008. Economic recovery, not the Affordable Care Act, has driven changes in private insurance coverage. During 2007 to 2010, the total employment fell by 5.5%, and private insurance coverage fell by 7%. During 2010 to 15, total employment rose by 8.8%, and private insurance coverage rose by 9.5%. The bottom line there is the share of non-elderly Americans, so you're not on Medicare, non-elderly Americans with private health insurance fell from 66.8% to 65.6% from 2007 to 2015. Okay, so people, the point of Obamacare was to get these people that aren't covered on private insurance and through, through, you know, through their employers uh, to get private insurance. That did not happen at all. An actual decrease. Now, well, the way they try to get you to believe there is an increase is to measure it from the beginning, from the depths of the Great Recession. So they'll say, well, it went up from 2010 and 2009. Yes, it went up from there, but you can't compare the economic periods. It doesn't make any sense. If you compare the economic period of 2007, when the economy was still not gangbusters, but relatively strong, uh, and you compare that to today, what you see is an actual decrease in the percentage. What you, where you see the increase is all in Medicaid. Uh, the share of public insurance for non-elderly went from 18.1% to 25.3%. Um, now, so where do you get the idea that you saved all these lives because a lot of people say you're going to kill all these people statistical claim that the aca saved large uh, uh, numbers of lives should be supported by evidence that it has reduced mortality rates yet the opposite has occurred in 2015 age-adjusted mortality rose and life expectancy declined in the united states for the first time since the early 90s nor is it the case that the states adopting the ACA's optional Medicaid expansion performed better than those rejecting it. To the contrary, mortality in 2015 rose more in Medicaid expansion states. Got it? So all the rise comes from Medicaid. Some states took the Medicaid. The other states opted out of it when it was ruled unconstitutional. The states that opted out of the Medicaid had better mortality rates than the ones that actually kept the Medicaid. So we believe, I think, by that evidence, it's pretty uh, extensive, um, uh, that the ACA was not responsible for saving any lives in the aggregate. Despite implementation of the ACA, Obamacare, there were 80,000 more deaths in 2015 that had mortality uh, continue to decline at the same rate it had in previous years. It's a lot of information, I know, but I mean, the bottom line is private insurance down, mortality rate uh, did not improve. Mm Mm-hmm. And actually sort of declined. I will say again, because of the way this thing is structured and, and the things that insurance companies are now forced to do by the government, 
it has hurt everyone. Even if you're not on these exchanges, even if your plan doesn't come from Obamacare, even if you have private insurance, everything's gone up because of the way this thing is structured. And that includes our insurance. We're not on the Obamacare exchanges, but Glenn can't even find the kind of insurance anymore we used to have. When you, when you uh, have a business, you go out and you try to find somebody who will hit the basic things that you want in the insurance. Um, and he put in those parameters, nothing like it existed. Didn't even exist anymore. So the plan we were on went away and we went on a new company and a new plan. And it really sucks. I mean, it's really so far it's, really, it's a complete disaster so now, far everybody here has said yeah i thought it was just me maybe it's because i have you know these drugs that that i take for my back that uh that i've been on for two years all of a sudden nope you can't have that no we're we don't approve that um and it it was expensive because i said well how much is it if i if i don't use insurance and it was only twelve hundred and sixty five dollars that's not bad. That's not bad. No. Per month? I mean, that's a 30-day supply. That's a 30-day supply. Your whining. For just $1,265. So uh, they went with this, some alternative. They said, here, uh, they told my doctor, put them on one of these, and then if these don't work, we can come back to that and we'll see. So they, he, they give him a bunch of options, went with one of the options, went to go get it. Yeah, uh, your insurance company doesn't cover that. It was one of their options. Yeah, they don't, they don't cover that. And I was told by my, doc, my, by my doctor today that that's happening to everybody. They do that all the time now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of standard mm. insurance uh, procedure um, to eh, deny a claim early, see what happens. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. most people, i got to be honest, like, I Mine just never did that before. No, I never had that problem. Never either. had that problem. But no. it's, I, I, when I say standard, I mean... Uh, you know, the, the stories go, right? I mean, like, you know, that was there was a Matt Damon movie where that was the big yeah, uh, part of it. The, yeah, I don't remember. Do you remember that movie? It's the uh, documentary uh, Rainmaker. Rainmaker? Mm. <laughs> wow. How did you pull that out of your memory banks? I love I that I can't movie. believe I even got the Matt Damon part right. I love that movie. Uh, really? Because, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you... you, you, you you decline it at first, and then if, if they if they appeal, then you approve it. You know, what I mean, like, but most people won't appeal. Like, I can tell you right now, I already had one of these situations with this new healthcare company, which is one of the big ones. By Explain the way. yours. Yours is worse than mine, because you went through a procedure yeah. with your dentist. Yes. So I went to the dentist that uh, they cover. That they cover. So it's not like a drug that they cover some other options. They cover this mm. procedure with this dentist. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's in the network, and they cover this procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in there. And got the procedure done, submitted it to the insurance company. Uh, obviously, the, the dentist does that. And they came back and said, yeah, we looked at the x-rays, and we don't think it was legitimate. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not an expert on the x-rays. Am I supposed to say, I mean, because I, I would do this. I would submit it, the x-rays in, in advance. So they're essentially telling your dentist and you, yeah. he, he didn't need that procedure. No, he just wanted it, I guess. You know what? He just wanted the pleasure of laying there for over two separate days, one for, uh, for three hours, another for an hour and a half, two separate times. What do you think happened in your past that caused this dental fetish that you have, where you get off on these dental procedures for some reason, and you just want to have them done? I don't I What don't do you have think it interest? was in your past? Was it something that happened in your childhood? I did not want to go. I will say the only enjoyable part of the procedure was the nitrous, um, and the nitrous you they did like that. They did not cover, <laughs> which really? I knew that I knew they don't cover. They don't cover that for that. They just numb the area. 
got to be kidding I me. knew that, and I said, you know what? I'm going to pay for it anyway because it's pretty awesome. Uh, and so, it was, too. And it, right? it was great. It was great. I mean, the whole thing Is that thing the Twilight me. thing where you're awake, but you don't really you Yeah, I definitely anything? drifted off to a sleep uh, a good, uh, for a chunk of it as well. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes you feel... What's they charge you for that? I want to say it was... Because I whatever they charge you, I'll, I, I can undercut that. <laughs> you can supply them with nitrous? Oh, yeah, no problem. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if they allow you to bring your tank into the dentist office. That's the issue with that. Because uh, I'm not doing it. They buy, hey, my friend's got a nitrous buy. tank that he'll just bring in. That he's, he offered me for 50 bucks. Will that work? I, had, I think I talked about this on the air. Uh, oh, don't mind me. Go ahead and drill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I talked about this on the air at one point in that like I went through I had like one bad moment at the dentist yeah. and it's like ruined me Forever. for the dentist. Yeah. And so I went in there last when I got this procedure done and I said, can I and they, they're like they have we have nitrous if you want to do that. And I'm like, uh, yes. I'm like, I don't I it's just give it to me. And so they, but it was a pretty significant. It was three hours of the dentist chair. So it was a pretty significant um, uh, part of it. And I, as I was leaving, I was like, can I just get this for, like, normal dentist appointments? Like, I come in for, like, you're going to check my teeth for a cleaning. Can, can I do it then? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, screw it. Sign me up every day. Every time. Yeah. I want full nitrous every time. If you're just, I mean, you, I'm telling you, you could do it every day. I don't think, you, I don't you think want. that would be healthy. I'm going to say I don't think that would be healthy. I, I'm not talking about healthy. I'm just saying that you could. <laughs> He's just saying you could do it. Yes. Every day if you wanted. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. Thank you, Jeffy. That's that's comfort. It was an interesting addition to, to our Obamacare just conversation, Jeffy. Yeah. Trying to sell us drugs as usual. Uh you know, some air is really polluted, like depending on where you live. Mm. Um, I know that when I lived in Salt Lake City, because it's in a valley, you know, there's yeah. mountain ranges on either side of it, so it gets kind of trapped there and you can see it when you when you look out. And when you live in Los Angeles, if you live, if you go down, in, if you're in the hills, you can look out over the L.A. Valley and you can see the smog hanging there. What you don't understand, probably, is that the air inside your home can be five times more polluted than the air outside. Yeah. And the, so uh, last, uh, my wife is having some real allergy problems right now. Um, she's going through. And I, and I was, she was trying to tell me, like, well, I got to go to the doctors. I got to do this. And I was like, yeah, you know, you should do that. Obviously, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also said, you know what we should get is an Alexa Pure Breeze. We we're talking about these on the air all the time. I, mean, I got to get one of those things. Because um, uh, we'd seen them demonstrated and stuff, and they work great. But, I, you know, uh, and then I was like, wait a minute. You know where I have one in in the closet, which I hadn't hadn't taken out yet for the for my home. <laughs> you already so, had one, yeah. Really? I, I forgot I, oh, I had wow. one, so nice. put it in uh, last night. It's great because one of the things it does is uh, do you see? Oh yeah, I see this little uh, squiggly line here above the A, the blue line. Um, yes, that's what it looks like when your air is clean. Um, that is not what it looks like at my house. Uh, it, uh, it goes red when it's not so clean and it kind of gives you a sense of how much it's actually filtering out of the air and it starts at red and it starts wow. to get a little bit less purple and a little bit more excuse me a little bit more purple a little bit more purple and then eventually it turns to blue when it when it has the room uh clean and it's it's no longer and then it has an auto mode so when it gets to blue it doesn't run your electricity the entire time it'll turn itself off and turn itself back on when it, you know test it and filter more it's awesome it's system. a great i mean it is a Top of the line air purifier. If uh, mm-hmm. if you have allergies, it also does the same thing with viruses with a four stage uh, filtration process. Uh, you know, it, it uh, has a true HEPA filter 
which yeah, I don't know what that important means. To me. That's yeah, but important. I can tell you inside. If it doesn't have a true HEPA filter, yeah. if it's a pretend HEPA filter, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want it. But they're inside. There are multiple it. filters. This is not just mm-hmm. like the basic unit you can get at any you know store that doesn't really do anything. The Laxapure Breeze does more than any other unit. Um, yeah. you can get yours today. And for just under two hundred bucks, one ninety nine ninety five. And start to breathe easier in your house. Call 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. Or go online at get... Now, you might want to turn off your um, your Amazon unit right now for just a second. Because <laughs> I'm about to say something that's going to drive it crazy. Go online at getalexapure.com. Online at getalexapure.com. So hungry. I want food. What's on spoons today? I don't know. I'm guessing either a Ooh, cookie, a piece a of chip. candy, or a chip of some sort. That would be my guess. Be cookie. Well, maybe something. Maybe candy. some juice. <laughs> We've now expanded it to cookie, candy, juice, uh, chip, chip, cereal. We've had many cereals as well. I didn't. Recently. None of us mentioned that. No. Right, but we had just had one the other day. We did blueberry mm. pancake. Uh, That's true. That's crazy. It was good. delicious. It was good. So what um, is it today? Uh, today it is a candy, uh, <laughs> Oreo Cadbury eggs. Oh yeah, Oreo. Yeah, Cadbury those, those look good. Oh, by excited. the way, yeah, I know. Pretty excited. Those didn't look good. Wow. But do they come with a steak or a pizza? Steak. The steak. You know what steak and pizza, pizza? taste like. Not with a Cadbury Oreo egg. I will I don't. say if 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 uh, if we, you know because we're tired. Of, we've taken a bunch of suggestions lately uh, mm-hmm. from listeners oh, at World of Stew, at Pat Stew. Yeah, there's one. Someone suggested a uh, a maple Jif peanut butter. I saw that. What? I'm yeah, like, there's yes. such a thing exists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, we're in. Wow. Like, so there's a lot to do. I think we should do. The problem is like you know one of, some of the stuff we'd like to do is like. You know, the new pizza that comes out from X Pizza Company or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the new fast food burger or whatever. It's just hard to get those here in, like... That's true. In, in, in edible a form. form. Where, they, where they're not, like, you know, cold and, yeah. and dried out. And, like, you know, we've done this with Taco Bell a few times. And, like, Taco Bell's still delicious because mm-hmm. it's Taco Bell and it's always a of, delicious. A lot of places have employees that work at that particular establishment and want to do a good job and return food warm. This place does not have that. What place does not have that? This place does not have Oh, that. you mean... We can't find an employee to bring us food that's warm. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to go someplace else yeah, to get it. They don't make it on premises, Jeffy. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Get a little warming bag, do something. A warming make a count. Warming okay. bag is not a bad idea. Make a count. It's not a bad idea. You know, it's funny. Jeffy offers nothing to this show, but no. it, when it comes to ways to make food taste better, <laughs> he, he does chime in with stuff. He's the expert He is. That. He is. I agree. He is. Uh, do you, what do you, do you care about the Sarah Silverman thing at all? Um, Marginally. She, she tweeted this, uh, as a comic, always working and on the road, I have to decide between motherhood and having my fullest life. I chose the latter. Yeah, so I mean, she's no saying, surprise. you can't have a full life if you're a mother. Uh, Some people actually think that that's an important part of, of, of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, I know it's a weird uh, way to think about and it. And since but, she's not a mother, she has no idea. Right. No idea what she's talking about. Yeah. So shut up. But again, let's like let, let's not. Incur- she also disparaged fathers in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the saying- thing is, she does so much as the, under the auspices of comedy. Yeah. And she's a pretty hateful person. Yeah, I overall. think she is. Yeah, I mean, she's, it's she, not uh, all comedy. Girl. Yeah, and I will say, like we do 
you know, I, I think I can speak for the show when I say this. We, as a show, do not want to encourage Sarah Silverman to have a child. Like, so we don't want you to right. rethink this. Like, we don't think that this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. We think your approach for you is the right one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no reason to replicate. No reason mm-hmm. to have a spawn. That's a pretty safe bet. Uh, I, I'm just saying that, like, if, for safety's sake, um, for, for the rest of us. Yeah, it's a good idea. Just live your full life. Just live life. your fullest Go life. Ahead. Go do your little comedy and, your, and, your, and you, you <laughs> yeah. do that, please, because I... It's not good. It she also she good. also pissed off fathers by saying that that fathers who travel have a different experience and enjoy the luxury of coming home and being a fun dad. I mean, she has no idea what family life is like, what what parenthood is like, and maybe she should shut up about it. Um, but certainly, we shouldn't worry about what she says, and that's why I'm only marginally interested in this because she's hideous and she she has no idea what she's talking about. So just let her live her fuller life. Man, don't for experience you. it to the fullest. Go, go ahead. Go do. For you yeah. go do. Go Go do. Good for you. So. 888 back. More patents too coming up in a second. There's much go, more. Go do. Much more to enjoy and live and love. But if you're just a mother or just a father, you're not going to be able to experience it to the fullest. So, well, no, it's not going to be a full life. I, I mean, obviously, we all know it's, you know, having, raising a kid is not. It's, it's not, not even that. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Maryland governor declares state of emergency. Oh, no. I know. I know. And you think, what could be, oh, my gosh, what could be happening in Maryland? Uh, governor Larry Hogan has declared a state of emergency in response to the increase in numbers of deaths related to opioids and heroin in Maryland. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, heroin, the heroin addiction thing is always kind of amazing to me in that like, it seems like the one you avoid, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, as a non-drug user, Jeffy, maybe there, you'd have a, a perspective on this. But, like, to me, it seems so insane to try it once. Mm-hmm. It's so far well, over that line. It used to own- be. It used to be. Okay. I mean, you're old school thinking now. So I am? Oh, my gosh, I, yes. Is there, so there's different types? Or? Because it's cheaper. It's cheaper now. Uh, and they've well, made. Well, that's not a good reason to try it. Well, you want to get high. You want to get. A, you want to <laughs> escape the world. You got to do something. Right, but there's stuff you can do, and I understand that. Look, there's. Other, I, I don't understand. You know, there's a lot of people who. Like you can understand cocaine and whatever, but heroin's so a da- so dangerous. It just seems so crazy, like yeah. so dangerous. Because Len Bias, even cocaine is in that category for me. Since Len Bias in what eighty six, yeah, uh, that was a a well timed drug death mm. uh, for my own personal growth. Uh, not good for him. Uh, not good for the city of Boston or the Celtics, for sure. No kidding. Uh, but that, I mean, that happening, and they always said that that was his first time ever doing it. Um, now, Which I didn't believe I then, and I very, don't believe very, I, now. Me too. I'm with you, Pat. That's hard to no believe. Way. But still, I, you, no still. still it, it plays with your heart quite a bit. But uh, it, was a good, it was a good theme for kids. It sure that was. was oh, first it sure time, was. and it oh, killed I, him. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a nice deterrent. So anyway, is is Baltimore the issue? I bet. Because well, he's talking about here that the uh, the crisis involves uh, so much that we can't do it alone. He wants everybody, churches, everybody, to get on board. Um, Maryland, they recorded one thousand four hundred and sixty eight overdose related deaths wow. from January to September of last year. Wow, fifteen hundred people in just wow. Maryland. Yes, 
That's and, uh, a lot. Wow. And the year before, uh, 2015, was uh, just under 1,300. Now, so, look, I under, I've, wow. lived, I've lived in Baltimore. I lived there for two years. I understand. It seems like nothing will ever get better. And you, you, <laughs> if you can't leave, you want to at least leave in your mind. In Baltimore? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I get so you're it. good. Heroin's not, yeah. a good, not a good place to go. Well, they've had the, they've really had the issues in, uh, you know, in Ohio and uh, throughout Pennsylvania, too, with the... Uh, with the bad, you know, with the the mixing of the heroin with other drugs that are bad, you know, well, even worse for you than heroin. And this is a this is a big Trump thing because his brother died of alcoholism. Yeah, addiction. Um, yeah. You know, so he uses and, that as a. Yeah, and I think so. He it really is personal to him, um, and that's not always a good formula for uh, public policy. No, um, no but it's not. Uh, you know. This does seem like it's a really big deal. I know that the meth thing was big for a while too, right? Especially in rural areas. And it and it still is. Still is. I mean, it still is. And meth is huge, you know, around the world now. I mean, there's countries called. I just don't. It's unbelievable. Don't. And meth is just poison. I mean, uh, I. I mean, I tend to think working with Jeffy that my life is terrible. I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. way I start. I just think my life is awful. I work with Jeffy every day. Maybe people's lives are worse. Than even ours. I don't think that could be, Stu. Consumer Reports also released uh, its latest annual auto brand report card. Yes. And you'll be happy to know, Pat Gray, that your Tesla finally made it into the top ten. I don't have a Tesla, but thank you. I know, but you're going to have one soon. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. And your Lexus is number four. So there you go. give uh, Give me the rundown. Audi, Porsche, BMW, Lexus, Subaru, Kia, Mazda, Tesla, Honda. And so that, Tesla yeah. is the only American car in uh, the top ten. And this is this is top ten of what? Uh, best brands. Best brands. Yeah, and I believe Tesla. Let me look. It's interesting. Mercedes it tied didn't for make the best. It, Tesla actually tied uh, for the best road test score from mm. Consumer Reports with Porsche. I Porsche believe that. that. It's actually yeah. pronounced Porsche, but still. Whatever. Um, but Mercedes Benz did not make the top ten best brand. Mercedes BMW, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Lexus. Oh, BMW is in there. Okay. Yeah. But no, no Mercedes. Mm. Wow. No. Wow. You're... Interesting. All right. And what oh, else Mercedes you got, is way down. Got a minute and a half here, Jeffy. Wow. Mercedes is twentieth wow. on this list. Jeez. Wow. A... For the money you pay for that, why yeah. would you buy one? Wow. No kidding. Why would you buy one? Look up uh, my uh, Yugo. <laughs> yeah, Yugo <laughs> didn't make your, the list at all. Your it's Yugo? Off. It's a Yugoslavian import. Yeah, it's off uh, the list. Huh. It's great. It's huh. off the list. That's now, a, you may yeah. have gotten, you know, a lot of times people get a, a fluke car. You know, they say, boy, that car is crap. Not the one I bought. Mm-hmm. So, you might, you know, you got the Yugo that was built oh, on, right. on Wednesday. fantastic, yeah. No, you got the great. Yugo built on Wednesday. Now, I it's had, it's, it needed to get some work done. Um, I needed to replace it with a totally different car. So, really, we're going to let him get away with uh, outing my Lexus, but you're going to say that you, you have You talk about Yugo? having a Lexus all the time. Right. I do not. I've never said I have. I, I don't I remember just, ever I saying yes, it. Have I said it? Yes, yes, yes I do believe right. so. All right. Yes. Okay. He, but he doesn't have a Yugo. Yeah, I do. No, yeah, he does. Well, I, have, I have an MG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have an MG. In addition, is MG on the list? In addition, to something else. <laughs> yes. No, I don't. I mean, it's a, it's a, I, it's it's a okay. Cadillac. I don't mind saying. And it's what a do you have? What do you have, Jeffy? I have. Uh, I don't have a car right now. You don't. <laughs> I do not have a car right now. Your car. Uh, I take. Uh, I take public transportation. Your car actually is a, a, a piece of crap. But. Um, My Chevy? Um, You're kidding me? I mean, is, is that it, the one where the air conditioning it, doesn't work? Yeah. In Texas? So?